0: Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm here with uh, Nate Hunterton, Army football player, Army linebacker. Um, of course, I'm Steve Anderson, our uh, co-host here. Sal won't be on. He might be joining us in a minute. Just want to give a quick shout-out to Higher Echelon. High Echelon is run by a former Army football player, Joe Ross, who was a coach of mine, uh, Center for Enhanced Performance, instructor for me. Uh, great man. We want to thank them for the sponsorship um and, and their continued su- support so uh but tonight uh you know you know near and dear in my heart right army linebacker uh nate thanks for joining us and i appreciate you taking the time to to kind of tell us uh your journey
1: yeah absolutely man thank you for having me on and likewise uh, always good to connect with uh anybody in the brotherhood but we know linebackers are special so uh, that's right i'm excited
0: yeah we uh we had a couple names we went from i think when i started we were the Shinebackers, um, and then we went to uh, the Goon Squad. So we had a we okay. had a morph of Shinebackers, the Goon Squad. Yeah, uh, while I was while I was in the locker room, while I was in the linebacker room. You guys have a name for
1: you guys? No, I'm pretty old school, man. <laughs> Mike, Will, a little bit of that, you know. No, that was just
0: no, no. We had Mike. I think we well, we had you know Mike. Uh, Whip, Rover, and Sam, but that was just kind of like our, our facade, right? That's what okay. we ourselves. So,
1: nah. <laughs> so, I, I played under Coach uh, John Luce, great guy, and I thank him for, for the opportunity he gave me. And uh, I love what he's doing now, but he wasn't super uh, creative in that respect. And I don't remember him cutting a single meeting short to be like, hey, why don't you guys make up a cool name or anything like that? I was, we, we were doing X's and O's.
0: Yeah. Um, well, hey, before we get into actually, um, your time at army football, um, can we kind of talk about what, what got you inter- interested or, or did you know about West point before they started recruiting you? Um, and just kind of get the, the backstory of, of how, um, West point ended up, uh, you attending uh United States military Academy. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: First piece of the puzzle or sort of part of the story, which wasn't as linear as um, some are, but uh, I was about four years old. And my grandfather, um, who lived probably about less than an hour from West Point, where my dad grew up, he took my brother and I there and was like, come on, guys, check it out. One of you's got to come here. You have to. Right. You know, it's beautiful. It's this. he's a World War Two veteran and. Um, it was just one of those things you did with your grandpa. Like I didn't file it away in terms of, all right, that's gotta be on my list of colleges or whatever. But then uh, army football sent me a letter. It was uh, kind of like the first one I got as a uh, high school football player. And I was like, damn, that's cool. You know? And I uh, was immediately kind of engaged with the idea and excited about it. Um, Mike Sullivan is the guy who recruited me and um, i Almost every year, I probably missed a few, but almost every year I I sent him a a text message on the same weekend that I visited just saying, hey, you know, thanks for doing the extra work that came all the way to uh, Las Vegas to find me and give me the opportunity to join the people that I did. Um, So when that came around, it was one of those things I always tell people when we get into this, like as as much as I probably fit that profile of I just love the damn game um i I grew up kind of loving all that army stuff you're gonna have to talk me out of being rambo or chuck norris or whoever it was um but the flip side was man there's probably a list of schools that if they had given me the offer would have been pretty tempting to go do that thing you know this thing i knew more about this thing i'd seen on tv or whatever and i'm so glad it went the way it did you know and army was a great fit for me and sometimes it, it takes um Perspective from from uh, different directions, and sometimes it takes a little time to see a story come together that way. Um, but a, an absolute dream come true.
0: Nate, when you when you got that letter, uh, was your grandfather still around? Did you get the yeah share that moment and, and yeah. be like, hey, Gramps, what? Check this out. Can you believe it? Or 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 that's that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. That you know, it brought me closer to him. Uh, it was kind of in the twilight of his life, so um, we didn't spend as much time together at, at that point as uh, as I would like to. But you know, you know, eternity has a funny way of, of working. And um, one of the things uh, at his funeral, I gave him uh, one of my jerseys and um, my appointment letter, and uh, I, I know that was where they were meant to be. You know, so yeah, just another sort of gift and and way. The universal help things align, got to help things align. And, uh, you know, West Point and Army football was a, a big a big uh, sort of triangle. Things coming – to the right things coming together for me.
0: Yeah, I know you mentioned Coach Sullivan, Mike Sullivan. Um, and that's a, that's a pretty cool recruiting coordinator to – or recruiting coach to have. Um, yeah. Especially a guy that – you know, he's uh, probably younger um, and just, uh, you know, Man, I'm trying to – I've heard him speak, and and we've met before. I'm just trying to think of the sales pitch uh, and and how much excitement he got you coming, you know, wanting to try it and at least give it a try now um, to go there. Uh, Yeah. That must have been pretty cool. And I think that's – Nate, I think that's awesome you sent him a text, um, you know, 90% of the time on that same weekend that you went up there um, on that visit. Now, did you you, – did you know before going on your visit – that this was, you know, this was a sure thing. And, you know, that was kind of just semantics or did that visit solidify your decision on going there?
1: It really, yeah, really solidified it. And then I kind of got a push from another direction as well. So my final three schools were Hawaii, Yale and West Point. And when I could tell anybody on earth that, and they would go, Oh, no brainer, but everybody disagreed. Like, come on, how are you going to pass up on Yale? Come on. How, how can you not go to Hawaii? Look at it. But um hawaii had a coaching change this was a little bit of a mess whatever and they just they were like can you come this weekend you know we we see you doing this and all that and um that window just closed so it was like nope actually we're not inviting you on a visit we're not giving an offer and all that that window closed and then i was going to visit west point and i I think it was either on my way kind of out the door or it might have even been when i was there like i got a call that hey Uh, The way it works over here at admissions, we kind of stack rank, guys, and we're not getting you in. So it was like, at that point, I knew I wasn't choosing between three. It was like, okay, is it's kind of binary yes or no here. And then if it's no, I got to go create what's next or whatever. So I remember kind of centering myself on, you know, that's all right. You know, I'm here. I'm excited about this. But I wanted to make the decision a yes as opposed to um, I didn't want either of the other institutions to dictate my relationship with Army you know so I I had a, a really cool visit and the I didn't need much pomp and circumstance I, I needed to get around that huddle. I got to go to the team meeting and I was like, dude where have these guys been all my life And uh, I this guy named Stephen King I don't know if you know that name was a uh, an, another linebacker I heard him speak to the team before Spring Football. And I was like, this dude might as well be siphoning thoughts out of my head because that's how I think. That's the type of guy I want to play with. That's the guy I want to be around. And uh, so I held off that weekend. I just didn't – I didn't want to get so caught up in the moment that I wasn't making a thorough decision. But I knew at that point. I remember seeing the Mac statue and talking to uh, Coach Sullivan. He's like, what do you think? And my soul was screaming yes.
0: Yeah, it was – yeah, going back to my, you know, when I went there, um, it was really two things that really, really sold me was, you know, we had the Kimsey Center when I went, so seeing the Kimsey Center, um, and then finishing up Foley uh, my year, I was like, man, mm-hmm. this is like, this is some next level stuff, yeah. Um, at least from what I was used to seeing. So, and I was the same way. Nate, I'm I'm a Maryland guy, okay. okay. So I was being recruited by Navy um, as well. And um, I had been around Navy, and I had known a couple guys um, that had gone to Navy and played at Navy. And over, you know, a couple years there, them coming back home in the same area, talking with them. And um, it was it, – there just was not that, that – connection that whatever you want to call it as far as like when you heard Stephen King speak, you know, to the team, he was speaking almost as like, as you want to be spoken to. And and you were hearing him and you were listening and you were hearing him. And that's kind of how I made the determination of, you know, choosing Navy over army was, you know, at the end of the day, you can do basically you could put me in any job in the world. If I like, and enjoy and have camaraderie and esprit de court. the people I'm around, I'm going to be good at it because I'm not going to want one. It's going to be fun. And two, I'm not going to let the guys that I enjoy my time with down. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't have that at Navy. And whether it was the weekend I went or the guys they put me with or whatever, um, Navy missed the ball on that and army hit it out of the park. And I remember, yeah. home, I remember calling my dad and being like, Hey, like, this is. I was still up there, um, and he, you know, he, you know, he was like, "Let's wait till you come home, and then we can discuss." You know, you don't have to make the decision there. Um, but everybody thought I was going to go to Navy because that was in my backyard, forty-five minutes away from my house. Um, I just couldn't get over the fact that the way those guys spoke, and then the way the guys I paired up with at Army and hearing those guys talk um, differed so much out of. You know five hours and being military or being you know military academies it was just it was just crazy so i i i can resonate uh or it resonates with me about you hearing someone speak at army and you being like yeah this guy this guy knows what i need and, and what i yeah,
1: need. yeah and i hear that now like when we talk about recruiting can we get guys from this part of the country because they got to cross over another academy and i feel like the right guys it's hell yes you know, and if there are guys that are 50-50, then maybe that's just a different analysis. But um, I think, you know, obviously we have things to offer, and there's a, there's a history, and I'll put the way we do things up against anybody. And uh, if it's not for somebody in particular, I get that. I get that. But, man, you know, the value we offer to uh, the right people, the people that are they're willing to invest to get the ROI on it, I'm second to none. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So you you take your visit. You you said it was around spring ball, right? Yeah. So you know, I, I imagine within the next couple of weeks, you've got the you've got the report to duty three months later, right? Two months yeah. later, whatever it is. Um, kind of was there anything? You know, was there any kind of mindset change that you had from your visit to when you were going to report? Like, were you concerned? Were you? Um, you know, did anybody give you any kind of idea of what you were going to get into before football? You know, i i i come You know, I come from an era where it was not a lot was told about. You know, not a lot of people told us about what we were going to do militarily and how they were going to treat us. It was always, "Hey, you'll start football." You know, seven days after you get there, we'll get you all settled in. But there was none of this like, "Hey, it's boot camp," or "Hey, it's basic training." Um, Nothing like that. So I just thought it was um, I just always like hearing what how the football team or how your mentors or, or coaches prepared you for shaved head, getting yelled at, you know, just make it the three days, four days, whatever it was.
1: So I was super lucky. There was a teacher at my high school who had taught at West Point and his son was a graduate. So he gave me just incredible insight Awesome. So you're right. You, you, I think when you're 18, you're piecing that together and you're like, well, the guy who hosted me said this and coach said that. And I've seen a <laughs> lot of movies. So, you know, I kind of know what looks like. <laughs> and I'm such a, a meathead at the core. You know, I try to be well-rounded and, and grow beyond that. But I literally was like, you know, they'll give you a book that goes, you got to run two miles. You got to do some push-ups, You got to do some sit ups. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go in the sauna at the gym and put my face over the heat for as long as I can. I, why I was in that, I don't know, but I just thought that was going to harden me. I remember going to the beach, kind of like that last trip before I took off for our day with my brother. And I was like, I'm going to sit here. I want you to throw sand in my face and yell at me for as long as I can take it. <laughs> I was like, but when I get up, you need to like run. <laughs> mm. And I remember telling that story like a year later, like with around the football team, like maybe during two days sometimes we got downtime. And, like, I thought somebody was going to go, oh, yeah, 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 I did this. And, like, to a man, everybody just stares at me like, why would you do that? What were you <laughs> thinking? Sand in your face?
0: That's uh, that's good. That's, that's nice you had um, kind of a, a, you know, outside mentor or just someone who once you got, um, you know, and it just kind of goes into the bigger fraternity of West Point grads and service, right? That guy saw you were going to West Point, and you know it probably didn't take much. He probably came to you and was like, "Hey, young, young Jedi, do you do you want to know what you're getting yourself into? Can I can yeah. I help you? Can I hook you up with my son? You know, can we talk um, and just make sure you, you know you have a good understanding? And that, that kind of goes to the, the larger fraternity at, at Harvard. That's pretty cool that he took time to do that for you.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think that larger fraternity, I think what I look back on it and I lucked into it on my way in, but now I try to repay it is, you know, you don't need another TAC officer from your hometown telling you what to do. Like you need an older brother, like maybe not even a mentor, but an older brother who just lets you know, yeah, I had a day that bad too, you know, and like can kind of prepare you for those things and go, You're you are who they want. Now, are you gonna like this process? Probably not. But it's not, you're not going to get there, not like it, and go, it's because I'm not right for this. It's because I'm not good enough for any of those things. So I'm, yeah. So I, I was really lucky in that. And I know um, I didn't earn it, I just got lucky. So uh, I try to repay when I can. Um, I have a, uh, there's two kids from my high school now that are there. One's a football player, one is just, I, I, actually, I, I'm a friend of his family. And um, I just try to make those phone calls, try to be a, a resource. Because, man, they're good kids. And, they, you know, I just want them to get as much of the, out of the experience as they can.
0: Yeah, and you kind of talk about it um, as far as, you know, give back and, and to something that's given you so much. Um, and I know that's kind of a reoccurring theme. And some people don't, you know, some people don't know where to start, whether it's, you know, they, they think they have to go directly to the, you know, you know, go see Jen Guzman or, or go talk to – somebody they know and be like, hey, how can I get involved and, and what can I do to help the program? Um, and this that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of what me and Sal started this for was, you know, just to, you know, if there's anybody at West Point or anybody thinking about going to West Point, they can hear guys like us talk about, you know, the struggles or, or the path
2: and yeah, how Everybody's
0: yeah. how everybody's is different. And there's, there's a, uh, I mean, infinite amount of ways – to get there get through it because i don't know about you nate but i have plenty of days where i was like man i i don't know this <laughs> i don't know if i know what i was getting myself into so what sir sure. yeah yeah what um what are some of the things you try to do or 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 what's something that you know you think is important for either old grads or army footballs to to you know kind of give back to the to the program
1: Yeah, that's a great question, because I feel like how can we not expect to be the best football alumni in the country? How can we not? You know, like I've seen guys pop off on social media and I'm like, I got no room for that, man. You're not you're not a fan. You are a big brother to that kid. Don't talk like that. You know, and until you're as qualified to that coach, I don't need your commentary or if you have it, you better be talking face to face with somebody without an audience. Um, so, I, I, first, let's let let's have the highest expectations because that's, you know, who we are, who we can be. Um, some of the just little granular things, I, I, I try to write two letters a week during the season to players. There was one season, I, I you know, I was able to do that most every week. So, I got almost everybody on the roster. Um, but, and consciously, I try to, like, if I'm at a game live, I'll find that kid with that energy. Like, he's only getting seven snaps a game, but damn. You know, he looks the way we looked before we got our time. You know, and I find him on the roster. Write that letter, get it to the stadium, and let him know, like, "Hey, I see that. I noticed that." You know, um, and really kind of reinforce the team's so talented now. There are spots where you might be behind a guy who's just physically got a lot of gifts, but damn, if you're playing Army football the way it's meant to be played, like, I don't care if you're six four. You know, I'm not gonna treat you differently based on your forty time or whatever. And I think if, if we can support these kids, you know, they they are going through a complicated decision. Most of them are joining the armed forces, making that decision in a more turbulent time than than the generation before them. You know, and I, I we owe an honest comparison there. Um, they're also they may have a peer who thinks he's going to go get an NIL deal, and they got to see long term and go, no, I'm going to make this adult decision. I'm going to make I think twenty some years in the future, and um, the support of just being there, somebody for them again—not a tact officer, but maybe somebody like—I did that. I struggled with that. I came out on the other end, and I, I have some of those things that maybe we all want. And just be a, a voice. Like I reach out to these kids, or a, a few of them in more contact with others. But you know, I'm telling them, "Hey, man, great job. The team looks good." He goes, "What was it like getting a family in the army?" You know, he just wants to ask that question. There's a million people he can ask that at post, but just give them that dynamic where it's it's two guys sitting on the front porch like you're not in uniform you got to report to me you know this isn't part of a development thing you just fire away with your questions and I think if we can open that door and it, like I don't have to give my speech I don't have to tell them about my sophomore year and this one time a great game I had against like no they don't I don't think they need that if they do they'll ask for it just open up that door and let them know man you know all these struggles you got I swear blink them an eye like, you're going to have some really cool things, including just the brotherhood itself, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. The, Nate, um, Nate um, Sal here. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. I just wanted to pop in. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about, Is are there any recent Army football players? You say you were sending out all these letters. Are there any recent ones that you become really close to and have even followed it even more yeah. after the letters?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Ryan Duran is a kid who he – Graduated last year. He's going to be a GA for us this year. Um, he and I stay in touch. He came out to Las Vegas and didn't tell me. So we had a little riff over that. But its he's promised he's coming back out. And um, <laughs> you guys know Fabrice Boyne? Fabrice is just a phenomenal kid. He and I have been writing letters back and forth. And then we yeah. sort of you know, switched to different methods of communication. And, uh, man, he's just got that dog in him. He's got a giant heart. And he's, you know, if you just – Stack where he is, he's behind Andre Carter, which I I don't know how much time I'd be getting if I was behind Andre, you know. But Fabrice is playing army football the way I want it played, the way he should be proud of. Um, his story, his heart, it just, and I've told him, man, I'm just proud to see you carry the torch for us right now,
0: yeah. Um, we, you know, but and you kind of bring it up, um, Nate. I've written a couple letters and every time I write a letter, I put my, pho- my phone number on it. Right. And I usually get like a, a call. Yeah. Right. And like, hey, sir. You know, I, I just want to let you know, like I'm super busy, but I want to get back to you. I just didn't want to, you know, write a letter and it not get to you. I was like, Hey man, <laughs> I, I put it on there for whatever way you want to communicate. That's how we can communicate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just know I wanted to write you a letter cause I had time and, and you know, just, um, but you you brought up um, I always thought it was funny because you brought up how we should be uh, for these you know these young men right as, as grads and as big brothers um, and we saw it this year where we had two really good uh, players enter the transfer portal
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I was blown away at the negativity that these young men were getting on Twitter, social media from old grads and some from some players about not knowing what it is to be a brother and um, just immediately just going to social media about it. And uh, I just I was like, man, that is that is not how you, you know, lead. You know, that's not how you lead. That's not how you mentor a kid, even if you want him to come back. You know, good rid, you know, good riddance, we don't want him here anyway. You know, all these, all this stuff, and I was just blown away. Like, man, you're not even going to take time to know why this guy entered the transfer portal. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you have no idea what his, what his story is, what his family situation is, anything. You just, all of a sudden, he's entered the transfer portal. Hadn't even left, entered the transfer portal, and now, you know, it just, when you said, you know, these guys that are going through this decision at 19 years old, most of them are making this decision at 19 years old, maybe 20, right? They're Teenagers making this decision that they're going to walk into class or junior year, right? And that's seven years gone, boom, junior, senior, five years active, three years reserve. Um, And these are young, you know, young men making this decision. And um, I just, it, it, you know, when you said how we should be towards them, I, I couldn't agree more as far as just, be a you know be a voice be a you know be a sounding board um, and just listen to them and see what they're whatever they want to talk about because you're right you know you know they might bring up the fact that I jumped over a center at one point but that's on them to to do that like you know what I mean so I, I yeah, just yeah. I, I just thought um you know it, it's and nobody knows that decision more than guys that have done it before yeah um, so it's um uh, it's important that you know if if there are army football players that don't know how to uh you know or don't know where to start uh, i think you have a great a great ttp nate you know just start with a letter you know address it to kimsey it'll get to him and um you know just you know like you said sometimes um you know finding that guy that is playing seven snaps all on special teams you know, emulating what army football is, it's a, it's a powerful thing. So,
1: right. Yeah. And I, I think it accumulates, right. Sometimes we want, and I'm guilty of it. I think that's maybe that's why I'm talking about it now is we see something like that and you go, I want to give this kid the 15 years he's missing in this learning curve right now. And I'm going to tell him, and unfortunately I did, I did it to my oldest son, you know? Um, but That's not what he needs. He needs some shelter from this moment, right? And like, okay, what can I help him discover in this? You know, and, and I think, come on, guys, like this kid did something well enough between football, academics, leadership, and all that. And we said, hey, we think we can turn you into X, right? We think we can turn you into a dynamic leader of men and women in combat arms, you know? Like, let's have a little faith in our ability to do that process, right? Whether he checks... The same nine out of 10 boxes you did or if his look a little bit different, you know, like I I, I talked with um, the coaches at um, the the prep school. And sometimes like you may get like if you think typical Army football, we know what that looks like. Yeah, But I met some guys who had a lot of fight in them. They just they weren't as vocal. Right. Or we had a guy, Scott Kozak, he would sleep until 90 seconds before we walked out. I remember my freshman year, thinking this dude is broken. This ain't ever gonna work, and he don't have the heart. And he would play like an animal, and that was just that was him. And I can't hold that against him. So, as much as I think I know, when somebody goes like, ah, the value of Army football or 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 the academy, they talk about leaving. Yeah, that's a sensitive subject, right? Because in, in a way, it feels like they're judging what I got out of it, what you know, my process or whatever. But man, let's let's have some faith in the process. Let's facilitate these kids making a good decision. Let's support them.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that's also something that it's important from them to hear, right? Is, hey, man, there, there's, you know, you, you got to check so many boxes, and there's infinite amount of boxes, and none of, you know, there's very few people that have all the same boxes checked, right? Um, right. And uh, it's important for you know. Not just, you know, and and the coaching staff does a great job and the GAs do a great job. And, you know, there's plenty of guys like you, Nate, that that give back and tell the guys like, hey, man, like (laughs) you're you're doing just fine. All right. Uh, I'll never forget. uh, I was a cadet about the commission and I emailed lieutenant colonel work at the time, pat work, now general. Mm -hmm. Work, And I really wanted to go serve in his battalion um and i just wrote him hey what can i you know what can i do to prepare you know all this stuff I mean, i'm still a cadet I, I still have 6 months until i graduate and um you know i'm writing all this stuff and everything and <laughs> i think he writes back like learn as much as you can at Imbolic, uh graduate ranger school um i think i graduated west point and didn't know the five paragraphs of an op-order i'm doing just <laughs> You know, (laughs) so um, it was just I'm sure he did know them, uh, but it was just, uh, you know, at the time it was like I almost I'm writing this email to, you know, a lieutenant colonel battalion commander who also, you know, I feel comfortable reaching out to because he went a very similar path as far as army linebacker Mm -hmm. at West Point. And he gives me a reality check as far as like, hey, like check the check the big blocks. I Bullock Ranger. Look, I didn't know the five paragraphs when I'm doing just fine. It was just kind of a little humor that was like, all right, maybe I don't need to do everything I can and possibly in these next six months and I'll be just fine. So, yeah, it was really good to hear. I didn't end up going to that battalion, I ended up um, going somewhere else. But um, I ended up actually I'm wearing it right now. Right. The battalion okay. he was the battalion commander for uh ended up being a company commander in. So um just funny how, how it ended up working out, but
1: yeah. Pat is kind of he's on my rushmore. Like, so I was really close friends with his brother Matt. And mm-hmm. um, so I would hear these stories and then like get the deeper window in through Matt and uh got to meet Pat a, a handful of times, and it was just like yeah, like that dude is just mental gasoline, like just you get. Within 10 feet of him, and you can feel the vibration, just sort of the, the energy, the strength, the commitment, fanaticism he's got.
2: Yeah, but he's always,
1: um, always inclusive, like as, as kind of superlative as he is, and all that. Like, I've never seen him talk down to somebody, I've never seen him um, exclude somebody from the circle, and all that. And, and no, man, he's I special. mean,
0: uh, he's accountable and he has high expectations, and he knows yeah. people will reach those. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when they tell you to shoot for the stars, right, that's his expectation is, you know, just like, I'm going to expect the world out of you and you'll reach, you know, something higher that you never thought or you'll reach them because I'll facilitate your success. I mean, yeah, just like you talked about, he's on the great, great brother in arms, great officer, great person. Yeah, And, you know, just, you know, definitely you can feel the, the intensity, uh, when you, when you get around him. So, and, mm-hmm. and um, but yeah, the, um, draw it back to, okay. Uh, now were you, um, when did you meet Matt at West point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and were you guys, you guys classmates? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I and he was
1: one of those ones. I, yeah. I think, One of the cool things, and this doesn't make any sense looking forward, you can only talk about looking back, but, like, you remember those sort of, the first time you met somebody in Beast, you might hear them say something, twenty, and you're not allowed to say anything to them or whatever, but you you go, that sticks out. Yeah, Matt was one of those people, he was uh, in my Beast company, and I remember him, like, riding people for not lifting hard enough during Beast. And I was like, this is my guy. I hope he doesn't point a finger at me, but, like, like he's like catching up with his buddies from the prep school. And he was like, what the, like that dude was like, Oh, I'm glad we're stretching today. Not lifting that, you know? Like, <laughs> so I was like, there's my partner. There's my partner. So was, we lifted together for probably most of our freshman year. And I remember uh, one of those first times yeah, I, I'm always part of my personality part of our dynamic in the brotherhood. You're always running my working hard enough, right? Is that guy who's got it, who's our starter, who's doing everything right. Can he look at me and go, all right, you're keeping up, kid. And uh, Matt and I worked out, and I probably threw up probably 45 days straight from it. And so Stephen King, guy who gave the great speech, takes me aside at Buckner when he goes, Nate, the goal of working out should not be to throw up every time. There are some negatives to that, too. (laughs) <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to flinch. Matt wasn't going to go, no, 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 slow down, easy. It's, it's hot today, you know. So we pushed right to that brink. And, man, I'm so grateful to him. And there's a dozen other guys that are kind of on that list that are so, so good at pushing you, you know. Because you, you couldn't couldn't lose an ounce of their respect. You couldn't let them down. You couldn't um, uh, fail to hit their standard.
0: That's funny. I, I it, You talk about that that, you know, that first time you hear somebody at Beast, I just, uh, I just had to, you know, I just went to my buddy's wedding. Uh, He finally got married and uh, a buddy that I met in Beast. And I wrote, like, we became friends after I heard him say something in Beast. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's my dude. Like, (laughs) and I was, I was the Matt in this situation from prep school. Right. (laughs) So I was like, and he came on anyway, He played linebacker. It was awesome. It was it was funny you just saying the same thing because I I literally just wrote that on like how we met for yeah. you know, whatever the whatever the bride wanted us to do you know we made sure we did it but um that's funny so you talk about so Matt Matt you're lifting buddy what's the um what's the culture like and what's the what's the dynamic you know that's you're coming in at a at a at, at a peak time right for Army football um, yeah um, you know one of my mentors Ben Kawika. Yeah. Um, you know, bit you know, to this day, still talk to him. He's been on here a couple times. Um, I know you know Adisa King, another one yeah. of my mentors, another intense uh tense guy. Um, and we've kind of heard from them, um, but what what's the culture of army football? I know we've kind of heard it about, you know, not letting each other down, you know, you're working yourself, you know, to keep each other, but you know, who who's leading the locker room? Um and just kind of what is your what how are you taking all this in as an underclassman so the the gift of my time in
1: there like um was that i got to show up i think we had really strong leaders and things just came together i was on that 96 team that went to the independence bowl so 10 and 2 and i, I don't know if i won 10 games in all of high school you know like so to get to a place where it was like you got to do xyz and, and like a people were doing it. I loved it. Like you didn't have to echo. The captain didn't have to echo twice. Like any everybody on that team was a leader. And, and you know some exceptions maybe, but small. And and by comparing to any other team I'd ever been on, none. Guys were great, and you were getting the reward for that. You know. And when when that starts to happen, you know I, I've told the story a couple times. I, I got a note in my locker one day that says the key is you. The key is today. That was bobsighting, just a little motivational thing. And it wasn't. I'm 120 dudes on the roster. Like, I'm on the scout team and all that. But I read it, and, like, my soul just vibrated, you know, because and part of that is is the fact that what we were doing was working. And to get into an environment where you come and you, you bleed and you sweat and you you give all of this for your small piece of whatever the team needs but you get to see the team win. You get to this game that you love goes the way you've always dreamt it would go. Like that was such a beautiful thing for me. It was, it was a dichotomy for me because I never got on the field. But it really tested how much do you love this game, you know, and and how willing to be a part of this team are you going to be, or is it you only be part of the team under these conditions, you know? So both those things really got tested. But I just love that game so damn much, and 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 I loved Army football that. I remember being, you know, that like legs quaking. You you can barely walk down from the weight room. Um, I got throw up in my throat, about to lose it or whatever. And um, I sit down in the locker room, and music's playing, and uh, I'm still on the scout team, so I'm not in meetings. And I'm I'm by most accounts, if a doctor looked at me, I'd look sick. And I was like, this is I, there's no place in the world I'd want to be. Like this is it. I'm seven string on a depth chart right now, but I know I'm headed in the right direction, in the right lane. Like I'll do it all day.
0: It's, um, I've never heard that, uh, that quote. I don't know if that's something Coach Sutton is known for. Um, the key is you, the key is today. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, um, you know, I always enjoy hearing things and seeing things that are just so simple that can that can make such an impact because that's what you know what you need to hear when you need to hear that's that's uh, that's pretty cool you know yeah
2: Um, I I think coach Sutton is a guy that we really don't talk a lot about enough about on this podcast and the impact that he had on the program you know I, I don't think that I mean just the way he was able the mind of coach Sutton right and just his demeanor too, right? But you guys want to play for a guy like that, right? Nate, can you talk a little bit about that too? Yeah, Coach Sutton, I, I
1: think, unfortunately, got, got a raw deal. Like, um, he was let go uh, following my senior season. Now, and I understand. The the people that made that decision said, we, you know, we think this football team should have won more games. I understand that. There wasn't a day where I didn't think Coach Sutton was bringing it. And then for the dudes that go – you know, I was fourth string and we didn't win because Sutton didn't know. Sutton is a pro. Sutton has done this at the highest level at, under the most scrutiny than any of us. We don't have a player that had a playing career as good as Sutton's coaching career. So I'm not <laughs> a fan when people want to chip away at that or use it as a way to sort of justify what they didn't, didn't achieve. Like uh, and that's a good man. Like, I connected with him probably 2014. And other than the fact that he told me I look skinny, like, we were right back at that point. He cared about my experience. He cared about our relationship in that point. And he's told me, like, hey, if you're in touch with any of the guys, give him my number. You know, how's so-and-so doing? Like, that's a good man. And, you know, this is a tough game where, you know, I can lose my starting spot at any given time. Coaches can get moved around and all that. But... Man, if, if we're not giving him his due for what he did for us and the time he bled for the cause, then I, like I'll call I'll call us out on that. Like
0: he he earned his. When and, um and, and you went back to it, and that's what you know, Co- Coach Sutton. Um, you know, he wasn't just an X is an O genius. Like he remembered, you know. He he remembers people. He remembers things about him, and that's what, you know, made you know. I got to only. I never actually played for him, but I got to get recruited by him, and I got to talk to him a couple times uh, with Coach Bobby Ross. Like mm-hmm. the guy didn't forget anything about anybody. Like you introduced yourself, you told him who your mom and dad was. You see him at spring ball after a summer or after a football season. It's like, oh, Steve, how, you know how's Ron and Patty doing? It's like what, what? how much how much do you, at, uh, space do you have up there to remember all that stuff? Um, wow. And that's what um, kind of just hearing from how people talk about Coach Sutton is. He's a guy that, you know, you love to play for him because he truly cared about you and not just about winning losing. He knew – you know, he knows the recipe to a good organization is, you know, treating people dignity, respect, and 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 making sure they know they care and you're going to get the most out of them. It, it's just yeah. – again, I don't – you have the direct – uh, linked to him, um, but that's just what you know. We've heard uh, from several players under under Coach Sutton. Now, do you you guys know about his whispering. No,
1: no. So when he would huddle the team at the end of practice, he would like all right, bring us in. He'd talk admin for a little bit, and slowly his voice would go down and down. It would be like so on Saturday when we play Marshall. And. There's like 130 dudes out there. So I'd be in the back like, what did he say? <laughs> and it was like two weeks before I could like look around. You, know, I didn't want to screw anything up, right? So it was like two weeks before I could look around and try to see if somebody else was having it. And nobody could hear. It's like, So sophomore <laughs> year, I get a little closer. Junior year, senior year, I was like, I, I, I'm making eye contact. I'm right here. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> it was his way of pulling it in and trying to get everybody like really tight and focused. What do you think he was saying? Oh, was always good. He loved, yeah, he, he would pull from wherever. He would pull from Lao Tzu. He would uh, put like samurai warriors and stuff like that. Muhammad Ali. Um, so, yeah, he, he had a good, uh, I think he, he had a good sort of bag of tricks with pushing buttons. Um, but honestly, man, that the key is you. The key is today. I, uh, I took to a training class at work about that uh, about six months ago. And it, I was like, this is my quote, because, you know, somebody kind of had the audacity to say this about me when it wasn't true. And I had the audacity to, to believe it. And it's really, you know, it, it's up to you. What Nate, do you want
0: to do? You took that somewhere six months ago? Yeah, yeah. Nate, okay, so we're talking, this is your freshman year, you get that quote. Yeah. Right, 96? 96. 96 or 95. 96 Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah, it was fall in 95. Wait, no, no, no. Fall in 96. Fall, fall of 96. Yeah, 96 year.
0: Yeah. You get this, okay? It's 2022, so this is still this is the beginning of this year you use it. This was uh like October of last yeah. year, November December of this of last year. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And it was like the the way these things work like I shared it with a group of there's maybe like 30 40 of us or whatever and people were like I love that. Oh my gosh, man, like I'm having a bad day, I'm having a tough week, but that, I'm using that. And I text coach Sutton. I was like, "Hey, it's been a long damn time, but I want you to know like I remembered that and it just changed, you know, the the air in a room decades later."
0: Yeah. And you're not you're not still playing football, are you Nate? No, no. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the cool thing about it, right? It's something yeah. he gave you as a tool that you use in your career to get the most out of people. I just think that. And I just think that's. Oh man, that's twenty six years. It's I, it's. I don't. I know feel how like to... for any anybody
1: listen, you know, and always kind of constantly trying to live my life in a way that raises my three sons. But that's why you don't half ass anything. That's why you don't negotiate with, with like, right? Because every day there's a there's a reminder, there's a quote in your locker or whatever. Eh, let me toss that away. But what if you don't? What if you hang on to it and somehow a quarter of a century later, it ties you to a whole new group of people? You know, I, and there's lots of places where that's valuable. I don't mean to say Army football's got the corner on it, but damn, we got a good position on
0: it. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean – that's what that's what gave it to you you don't know you know you didn't hear it somewhere else you didn't hear it you didn't read it in some harvard you know harvard law you didn't um you know it didn't come from you know a, a different program it came from army football and that's what you that's that's your story man
1: yeah so, yeah uh,
0: one other thing i like to talk about before we we move any further is um the the dynamic and i always like hearing this is is how you go from, right, it's – it's the, the cool thing about Army football, right, is – and West Point in general and, is you're a leader amongst leaders, right? Or you're, uh, you know, a follower with leaders or, or whatever. And at some point you go from underclassmen and then that torch is passed and now you've got to kind of – you are now the leader. And, yeah. and through your two years there, three years, whenever you become – an informal leader or or you have the actual torch now, it is your leadership style that's gonna, you know, change that room, change that team, change your company, whatever. So what what um what what things did you pull as an underclassman that you love to keep as an as an upperclassman? And then how did you how did that how did you come into that informal, informal role of of now you are, you know, this team's gonna go as far as as we're gonna uh, take them?
1: Yeah, um, great questions.
0: I would, I'll
1: would, i say a couple of the things that really stand out were, um, I remember Mike Sullivan talking about how we should treat freshmen. I think this was my, I don't think this was in, during my freshman year because it was sort of, I remember not wondering about how like we we're gonna get treated, but um, and he said, I don't need the hazing. I don't need you riding a kid or whatever just to toughen them up. They'll get plenty of that. And he tells me a story about, like, he's doing scout team and kind of jogs in and, like, you know, doesn't kind of avoid contact with a running back. Running back grabs him by the face mask and goes, hit me. That is your job. And if you don't, I'm not ready on Saturday. Don't ever do that again. And i say, all right, yeah, maybe that's, that's a better way to do it. And um. I always like that. I feel like there's um, that harassment and all that, to, that. That's for other dudes. That's fraternity at state college and all that. Like, I want to keep the bar high. That's where my energy's going. And I feel like um, if you're putting energy somewhere else, you're probably going to fall behind where you need to put it. Um, my leadership style, man. I just this is going to sound crazy, man. I I've, I could feel the ghost watching me. Like, not just the Pat works, not just the upperclassmen when I was there, but I was like, Hollander is watching me run this sprint. I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of a legend and a hero and a ghost. Like, I'm just not. And we had, <laughs> there's a handful of guys I hope end up hearing this story totally. But um, going into Piad of my senior year, I showed up late. And it was literally like, uh, we had a 4.30 formation. I thought we had an 8.30 formation. And this is like pre-cell phone, so like, Once I screwed up the information, I just, so I showed up late and there was eight other dudes that showed up late and coach was like, well, you guys don't want to play army football. And I was like, first of all, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, are you going to punch me in the face for being late? That's all right. Like your move, but don't question why I'm here. And they're like, you guys that were late, you got to run. I was like, I'm here to run. What are you talking about? And it was like, okay, you got to run all the way to the top of the stadium and then come down and push the whooping stick, which is like a four by four stick you had to push it 100 yards, maybe, maybe 200 back. And I was like, "What? what are they? All we're gonna do is get better. Like, I'm, I'm out here getting stronger. Like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, and I remember telling like, they're watching. Hollander's watching. Dawkins is watching. Like, I'm not blinking for a second. Let's go. And like two, three dudes are like, yeah. And then Everybody else is like, it still sucks, including the two dudes that I made late because uh, they picked me up at the airport. So um, I always just felt like, man, like I, there was an accountability there that made, you know, I didn't have to come up with some creative type of leadership or, hmm, wh- why, why am I going to do this? Like, I was trying to honor the brotherhood day in, day out. Like It was just too much bigger than me for me to give it any less than that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's actually, um, it's, it's actually pretty unique um, as far as going back. As you know, we've heard some guys talk about how you know when they were, you know, when they were freshmen, you know, you had the the seniors that they looked up to and they wanted to make them proud with the way. But bringing it all the way back to to the Goats and and the Dawkins and the Holliders and the you know and, and the Glens and the Davises and and all that. That's pretty. Um, I can imagine that being pretty powerful because you know it's they are around, you know, they're, they're in the stadium that, you know, they built that stadium. yeah. Um, yeah. they, they, they're the ones that let, uh, you know, everybody that we know or ever even came in contact with, they're the ones that taught them how to, how to do it. Um, so that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool that, you know, it makes me want to, it makes me think about how, uh, you know, now as a, you know, as an active duty guy, uh, you know, As I continue to progress, you know, and and basically mentor young lieutenants and and young NCOs, something to give them to think about, because that's pretty uh, it's pretty unique, pretty cool that uh, you were able to think about that when you were 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And that's what that's what kept you to to always execute at such a high level.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Guys, just the. the flip it, we have a comment from a, a viewer right now, and it's just about current uh, college football and about realignment. And Army's the only academy not in the conference. Why can't the media needle like Notre Dame options? Um, I don't know, Nate. You experienced, you didn't experience Conference USA football, did you? I did. I played my junior and senior year in Conference USA. Okay. Okay. Would you like to weigh in on this? Or what that experience was like, maybe? And what I think Army right now is an independent is, you know, you never know. USC and UCLA joining, you know, big a bigger Power Five conference. What's going to go on? We don't know what's going to go on. What Notre Dame's going to do? We don't know Notre Dame's next move, but I think Army's going to position themselves in the best possible way for them to succeed. And I think right now, independent is where it's at. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And I think right now there was a long time we were going out and playing teams that were better than their reputation. And we were just it's a real challenge. Right. And you get beat by a team that doesn't have maybe the marquee name that can be demoralizing. But damn, that's a good team. Um, I think for the last number of years, we've done a really good job, you know, getting some marquee opponents that we have a real shot um, to to compete with we've beaten a few we got our opener this year again like a coastal carolina that's a great program to go butt heads with um and i also think we're getting some of these things where if you got to compete against that level every week it's just it's a harder different animal uh, so i think we've done that really well i kind of trust the powers that be that being said man every chess piece on the board is in play right now um you know where we go next is a, I I honestly don't know. I kind of defer on that one, but I think, man, I'll put our guys up against anybody. If we're going to make that move and they got to do it every week against bodies, that size, skill level, that high, then we've got to make some adjustments and we've got to say, okay, how do we recruit to get more depth? Right. Um, And I think realistically we can't make that change because that's where college football is going and not expect the Academy to adapt or make that change, not adapt, and then expect, okay, well, we just got to uh, gut our way through this. Other powerful forces at play. If we want to make that move, we, we
2: need to make some adjustments with it. Yeah, Christian's saying he doesn't want to lose recruiting advantage because we're not in a conference.
0: Um, I mean, I, I don't I, – I think, you know, I, I don't think um, the recruiting advantage of being in a conference or not in a conference affects West Point. Um, I think our our recruiting – advantages are what we bring to the table, um, you know, just in general, but what's the, what's the, what's the benefit of going to a conference, um, other than, you know, are we going to what get nationally ranked? I mean, we play top 10 teams every year. That's gonna, you know, we play air force Navy. They're usually pretty good. We have top 10 teams we play, um, you know, top 25 teams we play. Our schedule has, you know, I would say our schedule has everything a conference, you know, within a conference has other than like a, you know, a top, you know, it's not an SEC, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, you know, big 10, but if, you know, unless we're going to join that conference, why not just stay independent um, and choose who we play when we play them? uh, Because I, I, I think that's, that's smart for, for us as a, as an independent. I mean, unless we're trying to win a national championship, um, we need to enter the SEC, the Big Ten, or you know, I think in I think in ten years it's going to be two, you know, it's going to be the AFC, NFC of college football. Where Big Ten is going to have yeah. twenty, and I think the SEC is going to have twenty, and you're either going to get an invitation to to play at the table, or you know, you're going to be playing for second place. Well, really, I guess fifth place or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where teams are heading because they know they can't get to the national championship unless they um you know unless they play SEC or Big 10 right now i mean look at how
2: the the people are voting so yeah anyway. i think it's money like he's saying i think it maybe money could be evolved, but oh yeah that i mean that's obviously that's you know,
0: always, always going to you know if if we join a conference and like we're going to make yeah. you know you're going to make 50 more million a year then we're going to join a conference that's 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 a really uh you know i hate to simplify it but That's what the power is to be. (laughs) I mean. But are
2: you you making that money joining the AAC? I don't know. Yeah. I don't don't think so. And here's another thing, Steven. He said it in the comments real quick. And and Nate, you can even comment on this. When you have a player like Andre Carter and the talent that Andre Carter has, and if he was able to get get drafted in the first round this year where he's projected at that certainly is going to increase your recruiting right that's certainly going to help your visibility and your recruiting and and tell kids hey you know you can go to academies and make it to there is a um a road to the pros from the academies and and a legitimate one if if i if andre gets even drafted period you know even if he gets drafted first second third fourth fifth whatever round he is i mean that will that will also certainly help too i think
1: yeah yeah you know what else I think is a great story, and that is um, John Radigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's a dude who wasn't – Andre's been kind of highlighted because, man, look sure. at the frame and the way he moves and stuff like that. John had to put in his time. But, damn, when he did, you know, he was patient. He knew the system. And, um, you know, there aren't a lot of schools where with the one year in the spotlight, one year with that starting
2: spot, you get a shot at the NFL. Like, I think he's a hell of a story. That's a good point. I, I was in contact with John this week, and he wants to come back on the podcast soon, so hopefully we can get him before preseason camp starts. That would be great. John's been a big supporter of the Black Knight Asian podcast, and that's a great point, Nate. I mean, you he, he look at John and what him, Cole, Christensen, Elijah Riley are doing right now, Brett Toth. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a brotherhood out there in the NFL for Army, and, and we know, Steve, Ali might have retired, right? But he's still got, you know, what he did in the NFL and what he did for – those guys that paved the way is also, I mean, not to be forgotten either.
0: I mean, Colin Mooney was up there, you know, he did it. Josh McNary was there. I mean, we've had guys pretty steadily in the league since, you know, the 2010, um, you know, 2008 timeframe. Obviously we've had the most, you know, you know, it's also gotten a a lot, um, not easier, you know, it's not easy to go to the league, but um, you know, just like, guys are getting chances in their season. Like, I mean uh, to have a guy like Radigan come by he come back to the Academy and tell, you know, guys, Hey man, I played special teams. I started one year and um, I just believed. I believed in myself. I had mentors believe in me and I kept working every single day and I achieved the dream, you know, his dream. Um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, something super powerful um, and guys can see it. And, you know, the other thing those guys have is, you know, they, they can those guys can tell great players. Hey, man, I wanted to leave some days too. some days. It was really sucky when I had four WPRs and I only have five classes. OK, and then I got to go and I got to do offseason. You know, we're not even in season. I got to do off season workouts. And that's the highlight of my day after you know whatever you know it, it's like you know it it, it humanizes these you know cuz there's guys that go to the academy now that look at Radigan like god how could i ever be a radigan right there's mm-hmm. linemen that look at you know ali like how did he play 7 years in the league after going to ranger school 15 month deployment you know being in the ranger regiment you know all this kind of stuff right and they can just tell you look i I wanted to leave after tea week as well. It was terrible, but you know, my brothers kept me here. Um, and I stayed the path. I, I stayed to the process and, uh, I believed in myself and I had brothers that believed in me and just one step in front of the other every single day. Right. And it got me to where I wanted to go. Um, so I think that's also, um, you know, it's really cool. I, I mean, as an army football player. And as, you know, as a guy, I love turn on the TV and seeing army football players out there running down the field or, or playing, you know, Cole Christensen, all those guys. Um, you know, it was fun last year. Uh, it added an, an extra, you know, extra element. Uh, and I didn't know it was going to be Ali's last year, but Ali retired as a Raven, you know, like I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. Like, come on, man. Like, that's pretty cool. Got We were captains together. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of the way the program's going the way it's being, you know, being ran, how those guys are not kind of stiff arming the program. Once they get to the league, yeah. um, that's a huge, like, you know, proud, you know, proud big brother moment. Um, you know, so it, it's pretty cool. No
2: doubt. No doubt. Um, Nate, I wanted to talk to you about – you guys have had a great conversation. I'm just listening and just being engaged in it. But I also wanted to talk to you a little about life after football for you. Um, Not so much maybe the military side if you'd like to talk about that. But um, I remember talking to, I believe, Dustin Plumidor about this. Yeah. Did you get into a little MMA too after after football? Can you talk about that a little bit and how far that went and your interest in that? So, um, yeah, I think you just – I mean –
1: after football, I was like, yeah, I want to be a grown up now and I'm going to do all these other things. But you still got the bug, man. If it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And um, I was like, oh, I mean, I'll, I'll do this. I'll punch a bag or maybe I'll learn this or whatever. And I just kept wanting to break down whatever that boundary was till it got, you know, my friend, <laughs> my friend would be like, um, I found these guys in a gym and they'll come to my garage and fight you. And I was like, all right, yeah, because my my buddy was my trainer at the time. And we're like, wear headgear and stuff like that. We do what you call smoker matches. So it wasn't, nobody's getting hurt. And there's a, a level of respect where, like, I don't, I have no desire to punch somebody who's down or whatever. And I, I think we, most people do, but um, man, it was fun. I got to watch my game film again, you know, and, like, have something to get better at and uh, do with my buddies and do with, you know, somebody I respected and work and art um now that being said like did i do those things yeah and that was kind of farther than i ever thought i would go it's farther than maybe most go but there's a world beyond that you know what i mean there's plenty of dudes with their ears worked over that would fold me up pretty quickly so i don't i'm not gonna pretend to be somebody i'm not
2: did you take it how far did you take it was it just did you have any amateur matches or no so no i never none, none of the lights. So I did a bunch
1: of smoker matches and then I was training for, I was going to do an amateur one in Vegas and I had moved on to like a bigger gym. And the guy was like, come train with the pro team. So it's a bunch of dudes that were like on TV in the UFC and stuff like that. And it was two gyms merged. And the guy who is unfortunately, um, passed on was uh, Tompkins was the, the trainer. And he was like, listen, anybody who merged, if you didn't come from the pro team at the other gym, this is not for you. But we can talk about that another time. But this is really for strictly pro fighters. I remember like having my mouthpiece in. I was like, if he comes over here and grabs me by the collar, I'll leave. But if not, like I'm just I'm going to keep riding this thing out. So I got to roll with a bunch of dudes that were, you know, like, you know, UFC TV. and,
2: And that was a cool experience. Nice. Nice. Yeah. There is a former Army football player that is a amateur MMA fighter right now, Cole Masick. He played linebacker and fullback in okay. Army. Yeah. He's doing in Pennsylvania, he's doing some MMA. So I just want to, I know that I remember Dustin talking about it every once in a while. Uh-huh. And it's just interesting how that kind of was your fix, so to speak, after football a little bit for a little bit, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a guy named Brian Jensen who's also in Vegas and he teaches now. Um, I don't think he's, going like full speed, getting punched in the face anymore, but a lot of jujitsu and it's a cool segue.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Um,
2: Steve, take it
0: away. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I picked up golf, Nate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A civil. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, in, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, not to bring up a sword, but it's what our, it's what our veterans have problems with. Right. Um, once you retire after giving your entire life, um to the military and then kind of finding that you know next that next thing that next purpose um you know i I know a lot of guys that struggle with it um that don't know what to do you know their whole life was army um something similar nate you know i you know i was this army linebacker larger than life and i went to ranger school i lost 48 pounds right and i was you know 188 pounds again and i was like oh my god like my girlfriend's gonna break up with me when she sees me. <laughs> like, I am not big. How am I gonna protect her? Uh, like all this, all this, you know. Like, I got to get back in the gym. Like all this stuff. She ended up marrying me. I ended up marrying her. So it, nice, it worked out. Um, but uh, you know, it, 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 like you said, you found something that eased the transition of no more football, you know, in your life and. That can be hard. I mean, I I picked up golf, but I also played flag football leagues. You know, I still to this day, Nate, I find, you know, I'm on a Facebook neighborhood Facebook. That's like, hey, it's a sport. It's a sports group. Like we're playing tennis this week. I'm like, sign me up. My kids are going to watch me beat this 50 year old in tennis. I don't care. (laughs) Because, you know, and Nate, you have I've got three boys, um, you know, uh, seven, five and a newborn. And I think it's important for them to see me compete. Like, yeah. you know, I, you know, I remember growing up watching my dad play basketball, you know? Um, and it was just, you know, for me, it was like, my dang my dad's still getting after it at 40 years old. Um, you know, I, I think it's important. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really cool that <clears throat> you just started punching a bag one day and this guy was like, come on, let's, let's yeah, go, yeah. let's go do this. And we're just going to fight in your garage. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's my favorite part of the story, you know, um, <laughs> Just fighting in the garage. That's what the Light
2: Nation podcast, right? Yeah. Seeing what we yeah, that's right. That's, that's
0: actually um, when we do the in in person podcast. That's what we do. We go to the garage and fight afterwards. <laughs> Nate, are you uh are you a Raiders fan now? Or yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So I, I was a Raiders. You guys fan brought in the like, most revenue last year with that new stadium.
1: Yeah, it's it's a show. An army's coming out to play in a couple of years. Really you hey, know yeah you
2: know me. yeah
1: yeah so i would at that stadium right. yep yeah make that trip oh, it'll be worth cool. it yeah and i'm i i don't i'm gonna spend a lot of money renting some space in that stadium to uh to <laughs> no. have a good time for every army football fan i can get
0: well uh that that um that's gonna have to be on the calendar um
2: what is it 2024 i think it's, it's 24 little- yeah right. yeah it's a little ways down yeah
0: I will most likely, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be – I don't know where I'll be. KD prep, maybe KD major. I don't know. We'll see. I got CGSC next year, so okay, um, that'll be a good year to go to games. Um, this year's a good ga- good year to go to games, so, I mean, I'm, I got to make that happen. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> hey, um, did you end up going to the golf outing at all? No. Yeah. I didn't this year. Um, I am
1: in a new job. Um, and uh, just this first year, I'm just paying dues. And, you know, there's so many places I got to catch up. I just couldn't add the uh, extra extra travel right
0: now. And you're uh, so you went back home, right? You work in Vegas now? You still live there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got out of the Army, the last
1: half of the Army, I was a single dad. So I had a three-year-old when I moved back. So it's like, there, you can look around the country. There's tons of places with opportunity and cool cities and stuff like that. But I was like, I'll take the built-in family support, like knowing the town, knowing the city. And Vegas is so great. Like, it didn't drag me back. Like, I was excited about
2: it. I love it here. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Uh, Steve, i I'll tell you right now, uh, Black Knight Nation is going to be present for our Army's opener at Coastal Carolina. I got some seats. Black and we're going to try to get a photographer down there too. Nate, you were talking about how good of a—I mean, I can't believe that that game is on ESPN Plus. I was hoping it was on like at least ESPN Two, maybe ESPNU, but that game's on ESPN Plus. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll be down there. We'll be uh, getting some uh, live video. It's right around the corner, right? I mean, this seasons right around the corner, and uh, man, it's it's been really fun, Nate, uh, talking to you and hearing the stories. I mean, such a great perspective on just. Everything from life, football, um, army, and um, wow, you guys did a, you guys did a great job. Steve, you could do this all by yourself from now on. I thank God. That's all, uh,
0: <laughs> I just, you know, I, I I think it's, and I'm gonna, you know, you know, kind of re-energize me to to reach out more um, to players. You know, Nate's um, just hearing Nate talk about the commitment to um, you know. It's important for us to, you know, make sure these guys understand, uh, you know, like, look, man, like it, it, one, if I could do it, um, I know they can do it. And, and two, you know, what do you want? What do, what do you want to talk to me about just as free chicken? Right. Like, don't you know, obviously we have to build that relationship first and, and just reach out. But, you know, there, there's it's just, you know, you. I had, you know, I don't know if, Nate, I don't know if you remember Colonel Polka at all. Colonel yeah. Gene Polka. Yeah. Um, still very much so, um, huge mentor of mine. Um, didn't get a chance to go see him when I was stationed at the 101st. He was only four hours away, just never made it happen. COVID happened towards the end, and it was just kind of, you know, just didn't work out. And I tried to see him on the way out, but I'll tell you what, man, that guy, um, he was as close to making me feel comfortable to talk to him about anything personally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, um, that I had that was a senior officer. Um, and it's hard to do that when, uh, you know, they're a senior officer, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. So, um, I, I try to be like that. And, you know, I, I get frustrated sometimes like, man, just, just tell me what's going on. And, and people don't want to tell you cause you're the commander or you're the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you outrank, yeah. you know, you are the senior officer. You know, I'm the senior officer. I'm like, man, how'd you get that out of him? He wouldn't talk to me. I'm like, well, sir, like nobody really wants to talk to you. Sorry. <laughs> like, Pak. all right, well, but um, but it's been great, Nate. i, I you know, yeah. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm glad we got to finally link up. Um, so I know we have a lot of, um, you know, I don't want to call them mutual friends, but mutual associates, right? Because you know they outrank me and stuff. So. <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, those walls come down easy though, and I'm a big believer. Like,
1: probably my one regret, sort of, in handling my post football army football, is just not reaching out sooner, you know, and not knowing how to like. I think it was hard for me, like, to I was afraid I wouldn't have credibility, you know, and I I don't think I articulated that at the time, but then I just started. So you know the name Aaron Alexander. Yes. So I didn't know Aaron Alexander yet, but I knew people that knew him, whatever. And I was just – Just I was like – I just walked over to him and, like, said my name. He like, oh, yeah, I know. You know, and, like, we just – we've been friends ever since. And, like, I'd say nine times out of ten it's that easy. And if it's not, then all right, so be it. Like, yep. there's nothing lost in that. And, and usually it will probably come around later. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I hope so. I, I do have – I do have – I do remember going up to one senior officer as a lieutenant and be like, oh, sir, Army football, how's he going? Like, I'm not here to talk to you about that right now. <laughs> Oops. I done, done Fuck that up. All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'll, I'll put this out in the universe to anybody that ever puts themselves out to, especially to like a younger guy, because I think that's where it's almost more helpful. Um and you get a bad, you get a bad response. I will buy you a drink to hear the story.
2: Like, I'll put that out in the universe. Because I think it's just worth
0: doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I hope that the some of the current players. Uh, it's summer, right? They're not at that they haven't started preseason practice yet. So maybe they catch some of this podcast and take what you guys were talking about of uh, the brotherhood and uh, letters and just the communication. When does Piatt start
0: for- now? Piatt should be starting here soon.
2: Yeah, I, I heard they're starting early August preseason. What? It's usually it's usually thirty days from the start of your first game is when you can practice by the NCAA. So September third, maybe August second or third, they're gonna start practicing. So I mean they're lifting Steve, Steve I don't know if you're catching the lifting uh videos on uh Twitter, but they're, no, know, they're- but they're they're probably in Piad then because the Piad is
0: the last three week, you know, three weeks prior to the season, you know the 30 day mark, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I remember yeah.
0: driving. I just remember driving up to West point for piad, uh, my senior year. Cause I had just come off, you know, knee surgery. So I was like coming back to the Academy mm-hmm. and, uh, it was like the same day my grandmother died and it was like early, you know, it was like early July, mid July. And so I remember getting back to work early. So, but I'm glad they're working out. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's about to be the best time of year. Um, I'm super excited about it. I can't – I got Nate's number now. I can't wait to text him, uh, you know, after when I see something and just be like, Nate, believe that shit. That was a great play. Right.
2: So, um, but, a yeah. Lot of, yeah, a lot <laughs> of uh, Isaiah Austin, uh, T- Terrell Robinson, Jacoby Buchanan, those type of guys. Uh, Tire Ty- Tyler – 187 pounds he's up to um now playing quarterback i don't know maybe he was like 160 when he came into west point somewhere around there so that'll help
0: that'll help him stay healthy uh, hopefully you know yeah he he took a he took took some hits and he and he he paid for him last year so it's uh you know
2: extra cushion will help so it'll be a fun team to watch and uh can't can wait to uh do the do the reviews too, Steve. The game reviews, and maybe yeah. we can even have Nate's perspective on there if you are open to uh having that too on some post games and just some you know breakdowns and stuff like that. We'd like to do that stuff. Hey, we're at 98 podcasts right now, so two more to a hundred. And this has been one of the best ones we've had on. Nate, we really appreciate your time tonight, all the time you had tonight. And Steve, I mean, once again, thank you so much for stepping in and taking over the, the, yeah, the big chair, the big chair tonight. The big yeah. chair.
0: Nate, I really appreciate it, man. enjoyed linking up, and I look forward uh, to continuing on. Absolute pleasure,
2: guys. Thanks so much for having me on. All right. Talk soon. All right, guys. Go Army.